You're listening to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. If you want to have guarantees, you have to buy a washing machine. Match either we win or we learn, and today we learned. Abdacha, Austin, shot at Isabel. It's in field to Mane, 25 yards out. Lovely ball for Pella. Onside, 1 0. Blue fast shot. Oh my word. It's he ran around a bit like Bambi on ice. It was very, very embarrassing to watch. And now, and now, now. Your, host, your host, Matt Markstone. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast and newsletter dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans and available right here on SouthamptonDelivery.com. My name is Matt Markson. I am the host of the show. And no matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, whether this is your first time or you've been here before, thanks for making the show part of your day. I hope that you enjoy it. And, you know, two wins in the space of a week will really do something for your confidence. Hard not to enjoy what the team did on the pitch this week. But even with that, the road ahead is going to be a bit tough. Not only do we face Wolves in the next round, which to be fair, isn't the worst of the fixtures that we could have had. But by the time we meet them for back-to-back fixtures at the end of February, we'll have played six games in three weeks. And that's really going to tax our squad. The squad is already thin. We have more mounting injuries as it came out today that KWP uh, will not feature in the match against Arsenal. And that is a significant worry for most Saints fans and definitely for Ralph Hassenhutl as well. But still plenty to be happy about in terms of performances. The youngsters got in on the action early in the week and we'll have to see how Ralph manages the minutes of the guys going forward. But joining me this week to discuss all of that and your questions is Tom Mason. You can find Tom on Twitter at Tom underscore Mason 18 and on Instagram at Tom underscore Mason 19. The links to those are in the show notes. Tom has been on the show before, and he's currently writing for Prost International. So if you are interested in following uh, the Premier League or the Championship or whatever, uh, you can head on over to Prost International, and Tom and the rest of the guys will keep you up to date with everything that's happening there. But that's enough here. And whether you're listening before or after the Arsenal match on Tuesday evening, just want to say thank you, and we'll talk to you on the other side. We'd like to welcome back to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, Tom Mason. You can find him on Twitter at Tom underscore Mason 18 and on Instagram at Tom underscore Mason 19. Tom, it's been a little while. Um, how are things, uh, I guess, including the lockdown? Yeah, good. Um, obviously, it's been helped by Spencer's, well, strong performances of the whole season, really. Obviously, the latest has been a bit, bit more, bit more sort of on, on and off, but cup wins in the last sort of week or so has really helped to get the mood. And yeah, obviously, like I say, lockdown is. Uh, lockdown in the UK, so it seems like it's never going to end, but we have got the vaccine now, which seems to be progressing quite far. So, yeah, all good, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any avoiding it, you know? Uh, it's just, you kind of have to acknowledge that it's there, and you got you to kind of do the lockdown. It's not nearly as, uh, I guess it's hard to get people on board for the, for the third time around, you know? The first time, everybody kind of has this collective thing. Second one, maybe you go, okay, one more time, and then this time, it's like, you know, it's hard. We're going through the same thing here, though. The, the vaccine is being rolled out slowly, um, obviously last week was a big week here in the United States, so we'll see how things go from here. Um, you know, but I hope that you are staying safe, but you have been able to get out, uh, a little bit because you've been doing some writing and some reporting and some, uh, coverage for, for Prost International. Um, I know a little bit about Prost International and I know, uh, spoken to Steve Clare a couple of times, uh, via email and things like that, but how, how did that come about and, and how are you finding, uh, you know, d- the job essentially? Yeah, it sort of came about through like finishing uni and in the final year of uni, they wanted to sort of further my writing and stuff. And like I sort of looked online and sort of saw people I knew had, had already started doing it sort of thing. Um, so I started that sort of back end of, of 2019. And then just going to start going to games like March last year. And then obviously this all happened. So it sort of slowed it down and then wrote a bit when like, sort of started coming back. Bundesliga and stuff and then the Premier League came back a bit a little bit more and then it sort of slowed down a bit and then the second season came I saw an opportunity so some things like Bournemouth it's not that far down the road so that, that's good and 
yeah, it's really good. It's we're really lucky to be able to go out and do games whilst um, no one else, no fans can go. So it's yeah, it's really good. Um, I'm really enjoying it and just hopefully I can keep it going for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, like you said, it is an opportunity to get out to uh, just probably see some new places you haven't seen. Uh, in terms of stadiums and a different, definitely a different viewpoint of a different vantage point once you're in the stadium as well. And um, so I, I guess for you, I mean, has there been a, a place that you've gotten to visit a place you've gotten to go that you hadn't been before that really, you know, that stands out that you would say, Hey, once, once this is all over, um, if you could go see a match here to, to somebody who's listening to the show, uh, where would you, where would you send them? Definitely Brentford. They've got a new stadium in the championship, top of, you know, top of the league. But I've been there I think, three times now and, it's just incredible. It's it's ready made for Premier League, and I really hope it can come up. Um, I've got football. A great, great, great manager, Thomas Frank, and I. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like just out, sort of not far from Fulham and Chelsea for anyone that knows, knows London very well. But it's sort of like West London. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's a very nice stadium and it's kind of really friendly. So I also advise anyone to just sort of pick a team that I've sort of seen recently probably Brentford and by the time you can go to games they'll probably be in the Premier League so yeah yeah well they, I mean everybody thought they were going to come up last year right like and they were then they managed to, yeah. to blow it several times so hopefully they they do manage it um we're recording Sunday evening I think they they're they're out of the FA Cup I think they lost to Leicester City earlier today but we know how yeah, that yeah. goes but um you know I I guess that two wins in a week will change the perspective uh, around Saints even though they are in the cup and our league form you know, we haven't scored that many goals and uh, we still only managed one against Arsenal, but um, you know, clean sheets wins, you know, the defense is playing well. Uh, not that I'm not worried about us not scoring goals, but um, I guess let's just, let's just kind of walk through the, the FA cup. Uh, did you get to see the match uh, against Shrewsbury uh, in midweek? Yeah, I managed to watch it. Um, I was pleased to see a lot of the sort of the fringe and younger players that will get a go. Particularly impressed with um, Dan, I don't know if that's happening. In Dolumbu, I think that's how it's said. That's fine got, with me. Uh, yeah, I think Chalk as well. Really impressed with Watts. Look good. Even like players like Jan Valerie haven't played a huge amount. You pass him, he's still young, but you wouldn't pass him as like a youngster, possibly, in terms of playing ability. So, I, yeah, I was really pleased to see a lot of them come in and um, obviously take and get the win in the end. And um, it's set up the last half and tie, which worked out really well as well. Yeah, I, I didn't get to see it because it's one of those games we were talking before we were recording. Midweek games can be difficult. Uh, it just happened to fall at a, at a bad time for, for school. And, you know, I, I do have to work sometimes, um, even though if I, I pretend like I don't. Um, so, but, but it was nice to see. You looked at that team sheet and you go like, well, I haven't seen very many of these players play in a match where they're going to be, you know, they're going to have the commentators and things um, more so than just one guy calling it on YouTube, you know. So uh, it was nice yeah. to see them come in. And Roth put some faith in them and they they did enough. And I was maybe a little bit worried that, that we could, you know, make a mess of it. I mean, we didn't play well in the EFL cup um, and not that it was the same team by any means, but uh, I was a little bit worried, worried about it, but we seem to have plenty uh, and do plenty. And, and, you know, Ward Prowse did make a start as well and, and kind of ran things as normal and definitely put the game out of reach with that free kick. Um, but like you said, the, the youngsters really did play well and it was nice to get through. And uh, I, I guess, Meet Arsenal uh, yesterday at St Mary's. Yeah, you always think Saints seem to. I said talk, talk to a lot of people and say it all the time like they all seem to get a good draw and then they seem to get a really tough one. So it was nice to actually go to beat Shrewsbury and I think oh we've got Arsenal and beat them and then we've got Wolves again, which is another tough game, but it's definitely winnable. Yeah. The Arsenal performance, I caught I caught a bit it on TV before and then on the radio after as well, and um, it was. They were quite lucky, really. They, they didn't really think attack it very much in terms of their team selection. So, um, yeah, it was good. And obviously, we went pretty much for the strength other than Port, other than McArthur, who I don't think there's much difference in Port and McArthur anyway. So, good to see we sort of attacked it quite a lot. Yeah. I mean, let, let's talk a little bit about the Arsenal match because I did get to watch it. Even though it was early. Um, I kind of yeah. remember it. Um, but uh, a 4.15 a.m. kickoff here uh, on the west coast of the United States, 12.15 uh, p.m. kickoff uh, at St. Mary's. Um, that lineup, when it came out, I'll be honest, I didn't see it until kickoff because, as I said, it was early. Um, but yeah. basically, that's that's the strongest team we can put out, and the only switch really is is Forrester from McCarthy. And uh, Ralph has come out today on on Sunday as we as, before we spoke and said that um, Forrester is going to be the keeper for the remainder of this competition, which I think is good. And and really, I, I guess my thoughts on it were that that he was going to get a chance to play with the first team and show what he can do with the first team against 
Premier League opposition. Uh, granted, Arsenal didn't put out as strong of a team as they maybe could, and I think they'll will come on to it. But they'll I think they'll be a little bit tougher on Tuesday. Um, but uh, for you, I mean, were you shocked that we went that strong given the run of games that we're going to have now? I think we play every weekend and midweek for the next three weeks. And injury wise, we're we're thin. We could run into some trouble. But what, what was your what were your thoughts on that lineup? Um, yeah, I was a little bit surprised that you went as strong as you did, but it would be a massive risk to play anyone that didn't play if that makes sense because there's not really any squad players that that um that could have come in other than long you could have said that he played during the week but like he's much an echo or moving the center backs out he just couldn't really do it so yeah it was it was a I'm, i was good to see it back, but yeah the schedule in the next few weeks is brutal to be honest and it doesn't look like we're getting many of the players back anytime soon maybe one of them for the bench i think, I think ralph said but yeah it doesn't look great in terms of injuries I, I mean, and, and on that note, I was a little bit surprised that Ward-Prowse played against Shrewsbury even because he just seems to always be there. But, um, I mean, the guy is a machine, it seems like. And uh, uh, both with free kicks and and just, just running the show. And um, Diallo alongside him seems to be playing very well and sliding in very well. So maybe, um, you know, as they play together, um, they'll they'll continue to get even stronger. And uh, I think the debate's going to come up, you know, does, does Romeo come back in? Uh, once he's fit and I think I even went probably a, a little while yesterday in the first half kind of not even noticing Diallo and I think that's that's what you want from that position it just means he's just doing enough keeping things ticking over giving the ball to the the more creative players and winning it back but um I, I don't know I was pretty impressed with the, with the whole team yesterday but um I yeah. think one of the things that we're going to see and one of the things we struggled with is, is I've been critical of McCarthy's um, kind of footwork and his passing of the ball. And and that's one of the things that Ralph really pushes the the goalkeeper and the defenders to do is to play out and to, to play with their feet. Um, what did you make of Forrester? And, and was that at all a worry given his, his injury? And then, you know, he's, uh, you know, I always kind of thought of him more similar to McCarthy as a, as a shot stopper. Um, my kind of favorite uh, Fraser Forrester um, moment or, or matches that match against Arsenal when he just seemed to block everything and, and I yeah. think we finished nil nil a couple of years ago um, and I remember I, I remember where I was when I watched that match and how how much my my friend and my best friend's an Arsenal fan and we were watching it together and how upset he was and how happy I was that he was upset um, but I mean were you worried at all now that he's been he's been asked to do so much more with his feet and did you think he would how did you think he fared yesterday yeah well, I was a little bit worried to be honest but um we all know that as the goalkeeper in there, and obviously he had a good year at Celtic last year. And um, when he initially came in for the Liverpool game, I think a lot of people were worried. He hadn't played since it was March with Celtic. So um, he's a big worry. But yeah, in terms of like having to play a lot of his feet, isn't real. But he's a sort of goalkeeper that sort of, he has to clear it, he will. He doesn't, doesn't tend to dilly dally with it. I know there's a goal. Is it Arsenal a few years ago? Giroud, where he tried to take him on and got, got uh, dispossessed. But I think other than that, he just sort of does. Yeah, um, there there was an instance early on when I kind of felt like he should have come and got the ball. He started to come and then and then kind of retreated, and Bertrand had to put it out for a corner. But I think maybe that's just down to playing with a new back line, and then the communication will will come. And um, you know, if he wasn't confident in his ability to get there, I mean, it could have been a real mess. If if he doesn't get there, it's probably a penalty or a goal. Um, so you know, we defend the corner, nothing happens, we're okay. Um, do you think that'll get better as time goes on, just because they'll play together more, or do you do you still worry about his decision making? Maybe he's he's doubting himself still a little bit. Yeah, I think it will get better, and I think he's obviously played with Stevens, and he might have played with obviously have played better that before, so he knows knows the players there, and I think it will just take time. Obviously, he's been away from the club and away from the team a hell of a lot, so it just takes a little bit of time, and I'm glad to see he's going to be playing in the FA Cup and hopefully we can get a, get a decent run because it's great to have two. Um, and then, and then going forward a little bit, um, I think like through the first 15 minutes, uh, there was no score, but we were the better team and Arsenal, it seemed to that point, we, we had a lot of possession, which I wasn't really expecting. I was expecting Arsenal to try to dominate the ball a little bit more. Uh, and they do as time goes mm-hmm. on, but we would seem to be in their half quite a bit and they were trying to hit us on the break. And that's always going to be a little bit of a, of an issue for us because the center backs that we have don't have pace, whether it's Stevens, Benderak, Vestergaard, whoever it is. Um, I think Salisu has pace, assuming uh, he does actually exist. Um, but you know, <laughs> that 
it, it worried me a little bit, but I thought we were playing, we started the game very strongly and we're really imposing ourselves on the ma- on the game, which I think coming out of recent Premier League performances and then, uh, you know, if you kind of put Shrewsbury aside, no, no kind of offense to them, but they are a lower league side. It wasn't our first team that was out there for the most part. And so when you see us kind of imposing ourselves and, and playing in their half and, and trying to basically create chances um, against a Premier League side that I, I felt like that was a, a good sign for us. Um, but, I mean, what did you make of our, of our start overall to the match? Yeah, I think we started pretty well on the whole. We had a few good chances. Che went through, Adams went through. After making a good feet and get, taking it past against Gabriel, forcing Nano into a save, that, that was good. And played on the front foot, like we always do, really. Um, so yeah, it was good. It was a good, pretty good start. And um, I think that's sort of just the way we play, and that sort of fast start, kind of getting out of goal. And goals have dried up a bit lately, but um, hopefully knowing that's it, we can start sort of putting things to bed earlier because it was nervy the whole way through that game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there, there was a chance that a free kick that Arsenal had. Um, right before we scored and it seemed to me like it was almost similar to the free kick that we scored against Liverpool where they kind of went front post the run was timed well um, if the strike is better maybe you know we're in some trouble but uh, we tend to play a very high line on the set pieces and we tend to hold that line very well um, I was just glad that that chance didn't uh, really materialize into anything or, or, or come to fruition for Arsenal because I was uh, I would have been a little bit worried had we gone one nil down that early if Arsenal chose to sit deep and defend, which I'm not sure um, I should just say. I think I think Arsenal is the perfect team for us to play at this point, especially with the kind of semi-half-strength side they put out yesterday. Maybe that's disrespectful to Arsenal. I don't want to take anything away from us. But, um, you know, uh, Arteta has this vision and this way that he wants to to play. And We've seen, you know, Pep kind of get away from that a little bit at City early on in the season, but they he has he's got a very strong kind of uh, he likes to impose himself and and have this game plan. But he also has the same thing. And when we come up against teams who want to play with the ball, who want to attack us, who want to keep it on the floor and try to play through us, we tend to play really well. Um, it's when teams sit back that that we tend to to struggle. So I thought that um, you know we this was kind of maybe the 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 best thing we could have had was was that that Arsenal team trying to trying to carve us open, which we, we did pretty well, I think, to, to put to bed. But um, let's talk about the goal a little bit. Um, Walker Peters tried to claim it. Uh, I think Blackmore called it for, for Adams <laughs> initially before it was given as an own goal. Um, I kind of found initially that we had two or three passes that just weren't quite perfect. And I think that kind of sums up how things have gone recently, where we have a pass that's just not weighted correctly and it, and it takes the, the player off their run or they have to create somebody who winds up being offside or whatever. Um, and I kind of thought, you know, maybe this is going to be one of those things where it breaks down because we, we just can't quite play that final ball or even that second to last ball. But uh, Kyle Walker-Peters did well to create space for himself. Um, he puts the ball into a dangerous area. Um, I, I didn't actually know who got what touch or, or whatever, but... Um, I was really impressed with just the, I guess the idea that he just kept going and he, he, he's done this at other parts of the season and he's been able to create space for himself, which I think has been a, a huge blessing for us because we we're not blessed with a, we don't have a ton of, uh, I guess, creativity, I, I guess I would say. And uh, so his ability to create that space, put that ball in, I was just really impressed with that. And I, w- I wish we, we got ourselves into those positions a little bit more often. Yeah, completely agree. He, he was, um, it's been sensational since he, even like even like the initial loan spell, brilliant. And um, yeah, I, I think his his right right back position is he's been one of the best in the league, and I'm probably quite biased, but he's been really good and offers such a big like things up space. What happened for the goal yesterday, and um, it's, it's vital that that we keep him fit. And because if I don't think I think obviously you saw against. The fact he wasn't playing, the fact we missed him so much down the right in terms of creating chances. Uh, the formation we play doesn't really give us much creativity in terms of the wingers, and not inverted wingers, sort of. So, yeah, I'm really pleased with him. I think, depending on who we ask about yesterday, if we ask for Saints' best player, um, some people would say Cedric. Um, and uh, <laughs> I was I was really shocked at how, how poor he looked. Uh, granted, he was playing out of yeah, position, but um, you know, I, I shouldn't be as vindictive. Uh, towards a player he doesn't deserve that necessarily but um, you know uh, one of Arsenal's only real chances fell to him and he kindly put it 
Uh, I'm not sure how far up into the stands it went, but it was definitely near Rosie. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was fantastic. Um, and, and, and the, this, this, this comes up one of these things. So maybe you can explain this to me. And if you think that I'm just totally, uh, I should know this by now. I mean, this is year, what, four or five of doing the show. Um, but I messaged uh, an Arsenal fan and an Arsenal uh, podcast and, and just said, you know, I basically, I, I, I apologize how, for how bad Cedric is, um, but I'm not sorry today. And he just replied with like, eh, like, you know, he's bang average. If somebody says somebody is bang average, does that mean not good? Or does that mean he's average? Like he's going to be a seven out of 10 every time or a six out of 10 every time. Uh, please explain to me what this means and how I should take that message. Yeah, I think it means sort of he's, you're never going to get a 10 out of 10 or like, even like a three or four out of 10. It's always going to be a consistent six or seven. Okay. Right. I think it's all, it's all when he was with us, to be honest. Um, you never sort of got a nine or 10 out of 10. It's always sort of, you never sort of always had a five game. You know, sort of, sort of one. Yeah, but I mean, because is uh, average isn't, I mean, terrible, right? If you're an average Premier League player, you're still really, really no. good. Um, but I thought he was, I didn't think he was very good yesterday, which I was glad. But um, I also thought that, that we did a pretty good job of, of putting our bodies in the way of, of potential shots and things like that to kind of keep out uh, any danger. I think Pepe had a shot that was blocked, but um, it's hard to really, you had the, the early set piece where they, they, I think it was Martinelli maybe didn't get a great connection. Uh, you had Cedric yeah, who had, big he had time on the ball. Um, and who and who put it in the stands, and then I think Pepe had a shot, and I was, I'm really struggling to think of a lot of clear chances they had in the first half. Um, aside from that, and and I think that's a testament to yeah. us and uh the, the the game plan, and and I know Arsenal did tend to have the ball more often, but we play fine without it. We we do best when we're winning it back, and and I, I think the only thing that it, it shows is that we're still. If you give us the ball, I think we will struggle to score goals. If you try to play through us, I think we'll create more chances. Um, and we have guys like Danny Ings, who nearly put us ahead by two. Um, with I think the ball off the post and then off the keeper and then out. Um, you know, just uh, an inch or two either way. And and on the initial shot, and maybe it goes in. So, um, you know, I I was really impressed with the first half. I was really impressed with uh, kind of how we just conducted ourselves for for most of the match. Yeah, it was a really like sort of what what I mean, like performance and professional performance throughout. And um, yeah, well, Prowse's corner as well. I definitely mentioned that, but that could have easily gone in. I know he, I don't think he mentioned it or not, but that was a big chance. Yeah, we limited them to to very few chances throughout the, the ninety minutes. And um, that Martinelli one you said about was probably their one of their better ones. And Cassie, I think it was as well. The force made a big save later on. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He limited them to very little. Let's be honest. Um, the, the other, the other thing I was kind of thinking is, uh, I think the ball from a free kick fell to Rob holding who, and the ball just seemed to kind of hang up in the mm-hmm. air too long. Uh, I was a little bit worried about what was happening, but I think they had a couple of instances where they, they seemed to have chances, but they were offside eventually. Um, and initially I was really happy with this decision to let play go on. Um, you know, just, you know, don't put the flag up if it's marginal, like let it play out and then we'll see. But I think we're <laughs> sometimes like that. It's like, look, like that, that was a, uh, that's a heart attack I didn't need. Right. Like that's a, that, that, that was a, yeah. my adrenaline was up for no reason. And, and you, you can see guys getting hurt and you can do all this. And I know there's, there's no probably great answer to it. There's no, there's no right solution necessarily, but um, I was a little bit, you know, I just, I wanted them to blow the whistle earlier because our goal was being attacked. And I think even if it goes in, even if they're offside, but the ball goes in, I think that gives, uh, I think that takes something away from us because you know, but that's, maybe it does something to the mentality of the team if they do allow a goal, even if the guy is offside uh, something like that. But I, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's, our defense has been ridiculously good this year, like, especially at home. Like, we've barely exceeded many goals other than the Man United in the first game, but that's have really exceeded many goals. So yeah, home form has been really good. There was an instance in the second half as well where um, I think Bertrand um, and, and, and Stevens both kind of worked Pepe over a little bit and... Uh, mm. I really appreciate that from, from, from Bertrand, just, just, you know, well, we're here. And then I think Stevens knew exactly what he was doing as well. He's, you know, we, we've given Ward Prowse credit for, you know, mastering the dark arts as he's gotten a little older. And I think, uh, I think Stevens is right there with him, uh, which is great because yeah. I think you need that as a center back because you have, you know, you have center forwards backing up into you all the time and probably stepping on your feet and, and doing all kinds of other things. So you got to kind of give it back off camera or whatever. But uh, I was really impressed with, with the, uh, with everything the defense did as time went on. Um, and I guess this is, this is where I start to get concerned is 
are you at all worried about how we looked in the last 20, 25, 30 minutes? The intensity tended to drop a little bit. It tends to drop a little bit. It's normal for, for teams to have a run in a game, but I, I worry about our ability to keep that intensity for 90 minutes, especially with how compact the schedule is going to be over the next three or four weeks. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be hard to play the same sort of ways every sort of game. And there's enough games. We have to follow up games as well. But we'll be realistic with ourselves. Games against I think Man United coming up next week after next. Um, put on weight to put Sounds stupid, but you probably must be fair at that here. And um, target the game you think you can do better in. Probably, they've got a tough run of games coming up, but Newcastle's coming up as well. That's a pretty game you should go out and win. But I think it was going to be instances where you'll see James Carlson more than others. And, and I, I, as we kind of talked about before, I can't see us really um, rotating all that much because there's nobody really to rotate to. And there was That's an instance. Thing, yeah late on yesterday where, where Lindelou was on for, for Ings and Lindelou had scored the goal against Shrewsbury and he looked fine. Um, he got a start actually in that game, but he came on for Ings. Uh, the ball comes to him with uh, probably one of our better chances in stoppage time as Arsenal are trying to push forward for a goal. Uh, mm-hmm. And he just looked slow. Like he didn't look like he was quite, there, there's a definite, I just have it written in my notes. Like he's no Ings. Like, Danny Ings is not necessarily that fast, but there's just something about the sharpness and the movement that Ings has that Adams is developing. Adams is big and powerful and strong, and he does kind of, uh, you know, he puts himself about, and he was attacking that ball that, that Kyle Walker-Peters put into the area early for the goal, um, which I think is is exactly what we need him to do. We need people to to be brave and to because that, that causes a mistake. If there's no pressure there from from Adams, then... You know, maybe the maybe the, maybe the clearance is better. Maybe that touch doesn't happen. Maybe the keeper calls for it or whatever. But with a player right there uh, attacking it, that's you know that's something that we need. And then, um, and I don't know. I just and Lindelof comes on and he he's gonna be, you know, hopefully fine and great. And and I've enjoyed watching him play. But he just looked a little bit slower, uh, not quite up to pace. And maybe we can blame that on the on how cold it was. Maybe I mean, there's a ton of things that could be there, but. Uh, does that worry you at all that to, to, to see the drop-off between the first 11 and, and everyone else? It is a little bit wide, but he's still quite young and um, hasn't really played a huge amount. So he's got a big development system. But um, I think yeah, the other areas as well, like centre-back, if anything happened to Stevens or Bednarak, then I really don't know what we'd do. So it is a bit of a worry. Um, but I think up front, I think they could be we move into the market in the summer. Um, but if Shane Long doesn't seem to even impress when yeah, I think a little bit of a wise, but hopefully he can ride for the next few weeks. All okay. Yeah, I don't think uh, Shane Long hasn't impressed anybody um, so far. And and you know maybe I think we tend to do this. We in, in past years it's been Stevens. Um, we we find a player, we harp on them. Um, but but Long yeah. Long serves a purpose in the team. Um, and whether that's to draw the, make sure the linesman's paying attention, uh, or, you know, just get make sure the workout gets in on that arm, that right arm. But like, um, it's, he, he's not going to, to, to set the world on fire, uh, scoring goals. And I, and just no, looking at the sorry. schedule a little bit, um, you know, going forward, obviously we play Arsenal, uh, on Tuesday. So the day this comes out. That's a that's a twelve fifteen uh, kickoff for me. So eight fifteen in the evening for you. We, we play Villa United, um, and then Newcastle, and then we play Wolves midweek. And then at the weekend, I was just kind of looking. You know, we got to play. We play Arsenal back to back, and then we turn around and do it the same to Wolves. I don't know if that that makes <laughs> a, a difference. The only difference here is that we play Arsenal twice at home, and then we go away to Wolves for the FA Cup, and then we have them at home uh, at, at four four in, in the league. So. Uh, that'll be a, a little bit interesting, but I, I guess did did you have a main takeaway from from the match from yesterday, and and, and if so, what was it, and and what, how do you see this kind of impacting us going forward? I guess this sort of like the way you sort of really respected the FA Cup. Um, I think it would have been very easy to again. I know we have not many players, first team players available due to injury, but it would have been very easy to sort of make a few more changes than you did, and to keep it wasn't you didn't really change it for the, for the last. 30 minutes so it would have been very easy to sort of switch it up but um, I think it could impact us going forward because you see players have injuries all the time and it doesn't seem to be 
many many players come back from injury, so that could impact us. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that sums it up pretty well. I'm I am kind of I am worried because I, I feel like we're just one or two injuries away from from really being in trouble and really really struggling. And I and I wrote in the newsletter last week. If you look, um, you know, we have the biggest difference between our expected goals and our and the goals that we've actually scored. Um, I just don't see us creating enough chances, especially as teams start to adjust. But at the same time, um, we're going to come up against some teams who I think will will play into our hands a little bit. I think I think Aston Villa will will be a good test for yeah. us. I think they will want to play. They'll want mm. the ball. Um, they're going to want to get Grealish on the ball and, and and come after us. And I think that plays into our hands. Um, United may actually choose to, to to park it a little bit and then play on the break, and that could be dangerous for us. So I think that'll be a good test for for the entire squad. I think Newcastle. Um, I just don't think they're very good. Um, but we could, you know, I could easily see that one being nil nil, right? Like we don't have a great record up at St James's Park. Um, I know when you go there, and maybe this is a blessing that nobody will be there because you don't have to sit, um, you know, on the top of a mountain and try to look down and figure oh, out yeah. who's playing who. Um, but long way as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a long trip. And then, and then Wolves. I mean, that might be a, a game where they try to play, and their their qualities, you know, they're, they're struggling a little bit. So maybe that's good. But um, I, I am a little bit, I am a little bit worried, I guess, about about some of the players that are going to be, you know, you, you, the line isn't very long when you start asking guys to step up, and and all of a sudden, you know, if you, even if you look at our bench, it's it's children, uh, who are who are you know. <laughs> You know, hopefully the the just get their shin pads and, and their shoes t- t- tied tight enough to to stay on. So, uh, you know that, that that's that. But um, if if you don't mind, I think uh, unless you want to add something uh, around either the Arsenal match, the Shrewsbury match, or or the upcoming Arsenal match, which I I can say, I think will be a little bit more difficult. I think Arsenal will come with a uh, a slightly stronger squad. I think you can expect uh, Aubameyang and Lacazette to probably start. Um, but that said, I do still feel pretty confident that we can give them, um, that we, that we can, that we can play with them. I, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I, I do worry if something happens where we lose, uh, a player either, you know, in, in the days leading up to that was obviously we're recording on Sunday. So there's still Monday training and things could, could, could go wrong. Or if we lose a, a player mid mid match, um, that, that could be an issue. But, uh, so unless you want to add anything, I think let's go on and answer some, some listener questions and, and we'll, we'll head that way. Yeah, let's go for it. All right, all right. Um, so some of these uh, come from the patrons. Actually, the only questions we got this week were from patrons, but people can send in their questions on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Um, but Justin Woodward asks this question. He's a patron of the show. He says, either this pod or next. Um, considering the finances considering the finances and the strength of the squad, uh, have or is the team punching above their weight? Um, and, and does this really show how good of a manager we have? So um, to put that to you. Are we overachieving at this point? I think you have to say we are, yeah. I think when you look at sort of the last three three seasons, we've been in a relegation fight for us. Particularly the two seasons before the last season. In the relegation fight last year was a bit more comfortable towards the end. But yeah, I think when you look at that, like to only be, I think it's four points or five points behind Liverpool with a game in hand to a four, it's just ridiculous, really. And we've had pretty poor form in the league recently. So yeah, I think you can definitely say we're overachieving and didn't make huge additions in the summer. Obviously, Diallo came in and was impacted, impacted in a positive way. But Lucy is nowhere to be seen. Right, I've all come in somewhere. But other than that, I think that's everyone looks fine. Um, we haven't really signed a huge amount of players in the last sort of year or two. So I think that sort of shows how good a manager Ralph is. Yeah, and, and we've also had players who fell out, uh, either with Ralph or previous managers, and then who have been able to be brought back in and kind of rejuvenated and, and played well and made contributions. Think of Romeo. Um, you think of the, the impact Vestergaard yeah. had, um, and yeah. and you just you you look at the team and think like the like we're we're being coached very very well. And the second part of that question is you know does it show how good of a manager we have? I think it does. I think that when you when you hear him talk, when you see the emotional kind of outburst at the end of the the Liverpool match, when you yeah. when you see how certain players, and it's not just that everybody is improving all in the same way. You can't just look. I mean, the whole team has improved their fitness, but you can't just say, oh yeah, they've just become fitter and now they are playing better. Um, but I think you can look at kind of the leadership of James Ward-Prowse um, 
the mm-hmm. his you know the the positions he's taking up his the the learning the dark arts you look at Stevens and, and those things and you can see that that Adams has gotten more confident in terms of his finishing to to an extent and you you look around that and you you see that Ralph is somehow able to see where these players are lacking and he's able to not necessarily that he's the one coaching them all individually but he, he is able to get them the instruction and the practice and the direction they need and I think that that says a lot I think that playbook that he has. Um, it, it is showing to an extent when the guys are coming in from the um, from the academy or from the from the B team because the players that stepped up and played against Shrewsbury, uh, granted I didn't watch the entire match, but the the match didn't seem to be that much different than how we would normally play. Um, the pressing seemed to be pretty similar from the from the highlights that I saw. Um, the the you know all all of the movement seemed to be there and and the way we and what we want to do when we have the ball and when we don't seems to be filtering through and I think that shows that that Ralph's leadership is really spreading throughout the club. Yeah, 100%. Like you say, whenever players come in from the cold, like Diallo came in, I think, for them, for his, one of his first appearances. And um, that's, that's brilliant and it's been great ever since. Forster, early play, came in, done well. The youngsters, like you say, have come in and done really well. So it doesn't seem to matter who it is that comes in. They're well-drilled and know, what, know what's expected of them and are able to deliver performances. That's all down to Ralph, who's just been sensational since he's come to the club and I was so lucky to have him and um, got there from the camp to make sure we hold him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and obviously the Ings contract situation has come up uh, over and over and over yeah. and as has Bertrand's and there there seem to be links to, to them going, you know, a plethora of places and really I, I think for me I tend to trust Blackmore over basically everybody else. Yeah, 100%. Um, even, yeah, I trust Dan Sheldon as well, but but Blackmore just seems to be, um, he'll just say it, yeah, <laughs> just put awesome. it in a tweet. Uh, and and that makes it a lot easier to just go like, you know, no, this isn't happening. And it's totally normal for 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 agents to to speak to to news outlets uh, or to reporters and not not to mislead them, but to you know, you're trying to do a job and sometimes you have to, to, to get a little bit of an advantage. And, and, and sometimes the players aren't all that involved in the entire thing. They've kind of sat down with their agent. They've kind of worked out what they wanted. The agent and the club then tend to go and, and do that. And when it, when the player becomes involved and when, uh, you know, we see when things go, go poorly that, you know, the, we, we saw what happened with Hoiberg. We saw what happened with, uh, Van Dyke. We saw, you know, we've seen that we've seen this play out, but, um, you yeah. know, I, I think Bertrand, the issue is the length of his contract, according to Blackmore. And it's mm. totally normal for, for a guy that is his age when he's probably got just this, this is going to be the last kind of lucrative contract. You can't imagine him going anywhere. I don't want to say this is a long thing to say, but anywhere bigger than Southampton uh, after this. So it, it's, anyway. it's totally, I mean, if he, if, if his agent is able to to eke out another six months on the contract or another year on the contract, that's a lot of money in Bertrand's pocket. So you understand that, you know, securing the money, that's, that's his family's financial future. Like all of these are, are, are important. So um, I'm not mad at him for, for that leak, but I am, you know, people just, we try to think about it this way. And, and I'd, you know, but if, if he turns out to go somewhere else, I'll be upset, you know, like I will be, I, and I'll have to hold my hands up and say like, I, I, I've, you know, I bought it, but I, I can't think that uh, money's not the issue for, I, I think for either one of them, it's, it's just, you know, uh, and I and I really respect what Ralph said. Whereas, like, if Danny Ings wants to play Champions League football next season, then he should score fifteen or more goals for us this season, and then we'll see what happens. You know, <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I mean, for, I mean, for you, uh, how worried? I mean, is this transfer window? I can't see us spending a lot of money, uh, given the financial, <laughs> the financial uh, reports that came out nah, and, and exactly, yeah. things like that. So, I mean, what? Uh, how do you view the transfer window? I mean, I hate it, but how do you view it? It's almost over. It's been pretty quiet. So, uh, fingers crossed that we get through it unscathed. Yeah, I, I can't see if there's anything to us. There was talk of Brandon Williams potentially coming in, but it seems like United don't want to don't want to get rid of him to anyone in the top half of the league. Maybe Arsenal might go to, but I think that's a, that's a boat sale sort of thing. Um, in terms of outgoings, I don't think we'll get rid of anyone either because just with the injuries and other situation, you could have played day four games, like and you'd have to still play it sort of thing. So it, it's I I just don't think we're going to keep keep. Um, and if you've got the squad, so it's vital we keep them and we will keep them. And in terms of the things and Birch and stuff, I think it's, it's, there's no point people moaning at the players or anything like that because at the end of the day, they've done well for us and it's been 
two of our best talents in recent years. So um, you can't, no one could like, say you'd be disappointed or be annoyed at them if they wanted to play at high level. But I don't think that's the issue. I think that's the issue. It's the contract length, like you say. And also, England in particular wanting to play for the Premier League club, which he's more than good enough to be. So I think that's sort of how it, how it is at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Bertrand is 31 years old and has, I mean, he's going to get a rest on Tuesday because he's suspended for that game, but he's he's yeah. been there nearly every minute and running up and down. Um, and, and granted, he's not getting forward. I think his 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 positions that he's taken up are, are slightly more, um, not quite as advanced as Kyle Walker-Peters, but there's there's nearly a 10-year age gap in that. Um, so give yeah. him some credit. Um, and, you know, sometimes you just need a little bit of, uh, especially when Janebo plays on that side, you just need a little bit of solidity there because... Uh, you can see Janebo do, yeah. do all kinds of crazy stuff, but uh, but yeah. So um, Kevin McGee asked, and, and this was sent in, I think, just after we recorded the show last week. So we we kind of spoke about it already. Um, does the financial report tell us we're not spending uh, any or very little in this window? And I and I can't really. I mean, you look at the squad and you say, look, we probably need to add something, but the something that we need to add is going to yeah. be, you know, twenty, twenty five, thirty million pounds probably. That's it, and that's just because everybody needs money right now, and, and quite frankly, we don't have it. Yeah, it's going to be very difficult to buy anyone at the moment. Um, the best we can hope for is a loan deal, or being fixed on up on a free transfer or something like that. But yeah, the, the financial report came out last year was quite worrying. But I think if you look at most clubs, it would be exactly the same. So yeah, it's going to be like that for a little while, I'm afraid. And um, until fans are back in and they get ticket sales and stuff like that, it's going to be like it, I'm afraid. So. Um, yeah, it's got to sort of stick in there and we're lucky we're not a club like Burnley because Burnley, Burnley have got more we've scored already so I don't want to disrespect them but like they have so it's going to be even harder for teams like that. You can disrespect Burnley on here. Nobody I don't think is going to care. I know one particular fan uh, uh-huh. uh, Dan Dan hates Burnley with a passion so that's that's uh, <laughs> one uh, one listener you'll you'll be happy to slander Burnley for you if you, if you want to do it. Um that said, I do have like three Burnley players, I think, or two Burnley players in my, my fantasy football team, but that's okay. Uh, it's a different, <laughs> different thing. You spoke there about the, the lack of, of match day revenue and, and how that's kind of impacting the club. And, and match day revenue is a huge part of, of how the club generates revenue. And there's also um, you know, the, the TV broadcast rights and things like that. And then there is the, the kind of the commercial side of things where we have uh, obviously our front of shirt sponsor, which we changed this season that caused some, some issues. Uh, but then there's the actual you know, agreement we have with the shirt manufacturer and we have terminated our, our contract with Under Armour and we can look at the, what Under Armour's done the past couple of seasons and most fans haven't been overly thrilled with how it's gone and, and that's fair. Um, you can see the, the problems we've had with, with sponsorship on the front, but um, you know, the club doesn't make a ton through actual shirt sales uh, they usually get a percentage, but the, the majority of what they're going to get uh, from from a, a kit manufacturer is they're going to sign a contract. They're going to get, uh, you know, Hummel will actually pay us to produce the shirts. Hummel will keep the majority of the revenue uh, and we will get a percentage after so many are sold. Usually that's how it works. Um, but yeah. but I think maybe that's at least a little bit of excitement uh, around, um, you know, the fans in terms of we're having a, a, a kit manufacturer that, that people have been happy with in the past, but uh, it's before my time. I think it's probably before your time as well, but um, yeah. I, I guess what's, how would you gauge the reaction to the announcement that Hummel's going to come in, uh, that Under Armour are out? And then, you know, obviously we don't know who the front of shirt sponsor will be next season, but um, you know, what, what, how you gauge the reaction to this? Pretty well received from what I saw. Um, Under Armour have been, Okay, like you said, a bit mediocre. A lot of people have been happy with them. Obviously, had issues with the shirts not coming on time to start of the season, both this year. I think it was last year as well. It's caused a big outcry. So I think people were quite desperate to see a change in that in that area of the sort of thing. And um, yeah, I think Hamill, I've seen a few kits. We used to have Hamill before, and I've seen a few kits, and they look actually quite nice. Everton have got Hamill this year, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, I, uh, I think. Everton's home kit, uh, some of the comments from some of the patrons, Everton's home kit are very nice. Uh, some of the other ones, not, not as nice. And, and so we'll have to see. And, and I think, you know, a club of our size, uh, here's some people, you know, like Brighton signed with, with Nike this year. Um, and, and you're basically lucky if you get one good one out of the three, right? Um, 
one of them is probably going to be a template they use for everybody else. Uh, they'll, they'll spend mm -hmm. a, a quali some quality time on one of them and you just hope they get uh, that one right. And hopefully, you know, if we are pushing for a European place, Hummel will, you know, look at that and see that we're, we're trending in the right direction. And so, hey, make a good impression here. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I don't, well, we'll have to see how it goes. I think, as you said, it seems the reaction was pretty happy. And I'm not sure if the reaction was just happy that we were done with Under Armour or that Hummel was back. Um, and I also think that some of it will be based on who the sponsor is that, that goes on the front of the shirt. And uh, obviously the club are working on that. And, and I was critical of the, the, their choice, um, not just to go with sportsbet.io this season, but they, the, the, the fact that they put themselves in that situation by going with a, you know, a company that just happened to give them the most money that they would um, in LD Sports. Um, but anyway, that's over with and that's done and, and we'll, we'll deal with, with what comes next. And I don't know, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, we get something good out of this, um, you know, in, in the next couple of months and we'll see, it won't take very long for them to, to drop the new one. So we'll, we'll see that. Um, I want to say for some reason, since I've been supporting Saints, they've often had issues with kits. I think there was a year that we had to, yeah. to produce the kits in-house um, and that was with Adidas um we've had issues yeah. with under armor for a couple of seasons we've had issues with front of shirt sponsors i think even virgin uh didn't like the way that that their logo looked one year and so that that caused a delay i think on the the yellow and blue kit i think um so i we've, we've had we've run into a number of issues and hopefully we've we've we'll get them sorted out mm -hmm. and that's nothing to do i mean some of those are out of our control right like people just want their their product yeah, their yeah. brand to look a certain way and um you got to get i mean it's hard enough to to round up three or four people to talk to every month on this show, let alone, uh, yeah. you know, get, get corporations to, to produce the right stuff. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, that, that's my thoughts on that. I'm not sure if that's not sure if that'll get cut or not, but there you go. There is one more question here from Steven Brandt, who's a patron of the show. And, uh, he put into the, uh, the, the chat, the discord chat that we have, he says, how does it feel to beat a minnow in the cup? Um, and the responses to this, um, you know, this, this question was asked in jest, uh, but, uh, Kevin McGee responded with, uh, he just reminded Steven that, uh, who is a, a Liverpool fan actually, that, um, we actually beat Liverpool in the league, not the cup. Um, and the rest of the conversation I can't probably talk about cause there were, there were things said, but, um, I mean, when, when we drew Arsenal, I guess, and, and when we, we go out and beat them, does that mean more than, than beating Shrewsbury in the cup? Does that give us a little bit more confidence you think to take into to, to the rest of the, this, this run of games, or if we turn around and draw or lose on Tuesday, does that all just kind of go away? Uh, it's a hard one to sort of say, but if we can get a draw against them in the league, it'll be, it'll be a massive, massive sort of step. Having been a couple of weapons, starting to open up a little bit. Liverpool have gone out today. So you're not passing out. So there's a few big teams which, which aren't going to be there. So that opened up for us, but. I think it can help us get, gain confidence with winning breeds, confidence winning, winning breeds success. So if we'd lost again yesterday, it would have, wouldn't have been looked great. And hopefully we've sort of got back onto the right foot now. Since we started recording, United have beaten Liverpool. Um, so that'll yeah, be... Three, two, yeah, 3-2, yeah. That'll be good. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I guess looking at some of the teams that are that are still in it, I guess playing Wolves isn't that bad. Um, we could have done worse. Wolves fine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they're not in great form either. Yeah, so we gotta, we just gotta do it, and that, that's it. And that, that'll come, that'll come soon. Uh, but we have, uh, we have other things to worry about between now and then, um, mm. and we'll, we'll have to see. And that, and those things include Arsenal in the league, Aston Villa in the league, United in the league, uh, and Newcastle in the league. So we have a, a busy run of fixtures, and hopefully, um, you know, hopefully we, we, we do the business. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But um, Tom, if, if people want to find your writing. Uh, where should we send them? Should we just go to your Twitter account? Should we follow Prost? Or, or how, how, how can people find your writing? Yeah, so if you follow Prost International on Twitter, search on Twitter, um, that will come up. Uh, it's been a lot of marginalities, a lot of things. Saints sort of based people have started writing to them. Dan Hargreaves, Jason Fettel, so a lot of the same stuff is really good. And the others have started joining as well. So that's also my Twitter as well. Tom underscore Mason 18. Search all in there. I do live updates during games and stuff. All right, all right, and uh, if people can do it once once it's open, get to Brentford. Um, just to re to remind everybody, but yeah, percent yeah. We'll put links to everything in the show notes uh, so people can go and, and follow along. And uh, I just want to say thanks for for give, for 
sharing your time with us. Uh, thanks for the hard work you're doing for Post. Um, I, I know it's not always uh, <laughs> it's not always glamorous, especially in in the, in the COVID times. But you uh, you seem to be enjoying getting to watch live football, and I think that's uh, something that we're all looking forward to. So so thanks for your hard work, and and thanks for this, and we'll talk to you soon. No, thank you, Thanks for having me on. It's been really good, and yeah, hope I can keep keep going to games and uh, keep getting entertained. Thanks very much. that does it for this week's episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed it. Special thanks this week goes out to Tom Mason. You can find him on Twitter at Tom underscore Mason 18 and on Instagram at Tom underscore Mason 19. You get his writing at Prost International. The links to all of those are in the show notes. So follow along. I appreciate his time and his views. And I think you will too. In addition to saying thank you to Tom, I want to say thank you to the partners of the show, The Saints Archive. Thank you so much for agreeing to partner with me to uh, let me tag along on some of the interviews and um, for helping me learn more about the culture and the history of this fine football club. Additionally, the Southampton page on Twitter, uh, they will keep you up to date with everything that's happening uh, all the time, from injuries to transfers, which it's January and hasn't really been a whole lot coming in um a few things going out but anyway whatever's going on follow the southampton page and they will keep you up to date with just that all music for this show comes courtesy of the free music archive at freemusicarchive.org the intro song is epic song by boxcat games and the end of show credits that you listen to right now is aim is true by poddington bear the logo for the show is done by Matt Beeling of the We Are Southampton page on Instagram. Matt also has a podcast, the 3PL podcast. You can check that out uh, by visiting his Instagram. I highly encourage it. And a special thanks to all of you for listening and to the patrons of the show for making sure this thing stays on the air. If you are enjoying the show, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you listen or by joining us over at patreon.com forward slash SFC delivery, where we will have an extra podcast episode following the Arsenal match on Tuesday. That is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again next week. And uh, until then, remember that together, we march on.